in a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries. One group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Right, it's actually been so long. I kind of forgot how to do all this. What are we on? We're on episode. Muscle memory. It'll all come back. It, it, it'll be fine. Um, what are we? Se- episode seventy-seven. I think we're on seventy. Oh, wow. We're on the official. This is not a Star Wars episode, yep. but it could be a Star Wars episode. It is episode seventy-seven. Episode seventy-seven, friends. That, uh, you produced. Marching, marching right on to the one hundredth episode, spectacular, Lario. And syndication, here we come. Oh, exactly. You know, forget all these other guys. That, uh, what is that? Nerd, nerd, nerdiest, nerdiest podcast. I, yeah. I don't even know who they are. Maximum Fun Network. Yeah. Ha. Forget it. Forget it. Don't need we it. We don't need no stinking network. No. But actually, if any of you are listening and you'd like to sponsor us at all, then we are totally willing to sell out. We do like some of the podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network. We do, some, actually, yeah. You know. I actually, I, you know, I, I, I joke about the Nerdist, but it probably is one of my favorite podcasts. It's just one I haven't gotten into. I got to give it a listen. I think he's really funny. I just haven't had a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get he, too he wrapped put up, up his... in my West Wing Weekly and oh, my yeah. uh, Greatest Generation and yeah. my This Week in Google. Beyond that, I don't get out much. Okay. Yeah, I, I usually tend to to uh, hover around the Nerdist and what are some of the other ones? Um, oh, I've got a friend of mine that does a whole bunch of podcasts. He's uh, down in Georgia. He's kind of taking some time off because he's moving. Um, but he has like a podcast on rock music, and then he's got one on pro wrestling, and then he's got one on Star Wars. He's got one on, I don't know, pick something. And he's probably got a podcast. Have you been a on. guest on the Star Wars one yet? Um, I have not. I've called into his show a couple oh, of times, okay. well, that's something. and I've done some like fake commercials for him. Hmm. So, which actually I should like, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll throw those in as like a commercial break in some of our podcasts because that's my stuff. So I can I can throw it in, use it here too. Exactly. That's that's fair use. It's your own stuff. Yeah, that's it. Did I ever play <laughs> one of those? I don't know if I ever played for you. Was the Christian Bale audio Bible? Yes. Did I play that one for oh, you? Oh my yeah. god. That was that was, that was based off of a, a story that he read one time because he would read like funny news stories, and one of them was on a uh, a church that kept getting broken into, and the preacher would he actually hid in the church at one point in time, and he was going to jump out and tackle the guy when he broke into the church again, and so we kind of jokingly said we're like oh so this is like the Batman of preachers, and I kind of I was I kind of said well wouldn't it be funny if he preached that way and then the Conversation took its course, and we decided that it would be funny if Christian Bale in the Batman voice had done an audio Bible. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Genesis chapter 1. It's the story of a beginning. Then came the darkness. At last, a hero will rise. Experience the Bible like never before with the Christian Bale audio Bible. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. The Christian Bale Audio Bible also features a special guest appearance by actor Tom Hardy as Bane. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, 
We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. The gods said you shall not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You've never heard the Bible like this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The Christian Bale Audio Bible comes packaged with a series of studies and commentaries designed to help you apply the Word of God to your life and ask the difficult questions we all face. Titles of the studies include Why Do We Fall? Becoming More Than Just a Man and Climbing Out of the Pit. This is the audio Bible that every hardcore Christian Bale fan needs. At that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. Now therefore, swear to me, hereby God, that you will not deal falsely with me or with my descendants. It's the audio Bible you deserve and the one you need right now. Speaking of in the beginning, we have with me here, I, we, we're going to add a few more as we go on. I don't think uh, Pat couldn't make it right here at the beginning, but we are, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started with this. We are on episode number 77 of the 30-something movie podcast. Um, and this time around, we're going to be talking The Golden Child. And speaking of The Golden Child, Dennis has joined us this time around, too. Hi, Dennis. Hi. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing good. good. Yeah, you sound good. Golden. I'm doing golden. You're golden. Okay. Better. There we go. Hey, Bo. Hey, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Are we actually recording yet, or what? We are. We're, we're, we're yeah, rocking right, and rolling. So you made it on time this time. Congratulations. I know. I have to leave early. That's why. So I'll be like spitting something out. And then, well, I'll be, I'll be, uh, <laughs> and I'll be moving on. There we go. <laughs> we can always trust that Dennis will bring the oh podcast gosh. to new anyway. levels. <laughs> All righty. Keeping your editing skills sharp. Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not editing a thing in this one. <laughs> to hang out, man. Straight to air, baby. Let's just, let's just see if you have a job after this. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we spoil the events of every movie we talk about, so if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to watch the movie first. If you don't care about being spoiled, we might be able to give you some reasons that you should go watch it or let you know if you should avoid this one and go watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China instead because it's basically the same movie. Uh, leave <laughs> us a review on iTunes. Don't be a stingy critic. It's totally okay if you give us five stars. In fact, you will probably love yourself if you give us five stars, and we promise not to let it inflate our egos at all. Um, except for Jeff and Bo, because they do that. Uh, Boof, sorry, we I forgot we still had your uh, your nickname, our couple's name, your couple's yes. name, your 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 uh, relationship name, Boof. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, so I've got with me Bo Warmbold and Dennis Matuch, and we're going to be talking some uh, Golden Child. I didn't, you know, it's we've kind of been away from this for a little while because we went off on our summer vacations. We recorded a whole bunch of stuff early, but I don't have a whole lot of new movie news because. There's not a whole lot out right now. And what is that out? I'm not hearing good things about. I there's a. I mean, I I looked at the showtimes a little while back, and I I wanted to take the kids to something, but we've already seen Finding Dory. So Tarzan. Uh, I you know Maybe I don't know that they would. That. Tarzan wasn't bad. We saw that the other day, and I actually liked it. Um, would you take smaller kids to it? Uh, I think your son, possibly your daughter, maybe not. There's like you yeah. know some scenes of the big you know the monkeys, the gorillas. Um, there's a few comments here and there. Uh, the only one that you really would have to kind of explain it, but it's a great, uh, Samuel Jackson line. Okay. About, about gorillas and, uh, you know, sick anyway, and tired, um, sick and tired of these snakes on this line. It's a, it's a funny line. It's not necessarily like a dirty line, but it's just funny. It has nothing um, to do with snakes. No, 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 okay. no snakes, but, yeah. but, uh, no, so I, overall I liked it. Um, I, I thought it was good. Okay. So I definitely would recommend it. And I said, like, I think your son, Cause he's how old is he now? He's nine. Yeah, he's nine. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I mean, he probably he might be okay with it. It's, I, I, I don't know about the other parts. So, you know, it's it's a few scary parts of the monkey chase and everything else and some yeah. things. But overall, it was uh, I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah, I, we I are. That went in with a lower a lower expectation too. So it's one of those movies where you went with a lower expectation. Mm-hmm. You're definitely pleased, pleasantly pleased. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else. I want to see the shells. We probably will catch that tomorrow or the next day. That's the okay. shark one. Yeah. I'm sure it's like a similar Jaws thing, but I've heard it's still somewhat entertaining and done, done okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else was out there that we were looking at. Independence Day. Surprisingly, I'm I was waiting horrible for Independence Day. You heard, you heard what? I'm hearing horrible things about Independence Day. Yeah. And something my wife was really excited about. Uh, BFG isn't doing yeah. so well either. Oh, really? No, I, yeah, that one was a just, yeah, because that's that's the other one. My kids, uh, the two ones they want to see were the Shallows now, and the, uh, the um, they do want Independence Day, but I've kind of already talked them out of that, but we might, you know, if we can get it cheap somewhere else and go, uh, well, but I'm going to pay like 12 bucks a ticket to go see that. Just because I've heard bad, bad, bad reviews. Tuesdays is the cheap day at AMC. Yeah. And anything before noon, any before 10 a.m. stuff is super cheap. Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Six bucks. we went and saw something. I can't even remember now with my brother at the 10 a.m. show. And I was like, wait a minute. I only pay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. will do this again. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's got to get those reserved early pick a day and during the weekdays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to yeah. get. Uh, I want to take John to go see. Um, I think this is in say like Arlington Heights or Schaumburg. Um, later at the end of this month, they're going to have a, like a Q and a afterwards, but they're going to do uh, Raiders of the lost Ark and it's going to be a $1 ticket. Oh, okay. hell yeah. So I'm going to go check that out. I'm going to take him to go see it. Cause he still has never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, oh really? God. Raiders for a buck with a Q and a check <laughs> done. That would be good. But yeah, so BFG sounds like it might be a disappointment. Um, but shells will be all right. I think. It'll be what I expect it to be, nothing great, but, you know, a decent little hour and a half movie. Um, and, again, if I get all those, I probably, none of those I'm confident enough to go and pay 12 bucks a ticket for. Right. right. definitely do the uh, the uh, before 12 or the Tuesday deals type of thing where you're paying five, six bucks a ticket. Yeah, I'll do that. Get the air conditioning and watch a movie. Yeah. Good well, time. And, and I'm trying to get caught up on movies that have already come and gone and I never saw, like uh, Spotlight, the the Oscar winner, I think, is on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah, I want to see that. And I just, from the library, I just checked out Creed. And I still, I had not gotten to see Creed oh. when it was in the theater. So I'm... I like Creed. If you like, you know, the other Rocky movies, more a little bit more realistic up up until the last fight again, always. But um, uh, from a boxing standpoint, I liked it. Yeah. That was done pretty well. Uh, a couple we saw a DVD. I finally saw The Walk. That's with, um, what's his name? With Robin. Uh, the guy who played Robin. Um, Chris O'Donnell? No, the other the the. It's, oh 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 the oh the new Robin, um yeah Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt, yeah. yeah. So he plays the uh, the guy from France who uh, did the walk between the twin oh, yeah. towers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Robert Zemeckis did it, and it was just yeah I wasn't sure what I was ex- going to expect, but like because you kind of I kind of knew a little bit of the story. Um, I heard that was the one that people were throwing up in the movie theater. I, I thought it was good, and it still had the tension on it, like like you know you know like. Little bittersweet sad thing, but not like major. It's just I thought it was a good film. It was done really well. He kind of narrates stuff as it is, and, and his accent. You know, once you get past the the French accent, it's it's just it's a little bit. It's got it's good feel for it. I, I liked it. And, uh, the gift. I saw the gift. Okay. Um, that was the one with um, um, Jason Bateman. Okay. A little bit of a similar feel to like you know sing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Fatal Attraction, single white female, but but different. And has a little bit of a twist to it to a certain degree, but I started to figure it out. But, okay. but that was, you know, again, good DVD rentals. Yeah. Yeah, I caught up on some old movies this week. Well, not too old. I saw Blazing Saddles. Which uh, was awesome. Well, <laughs> and then uh, The Martian. I hadn't seen The Martian. Oh, that I, was oh, yeah. really good. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I did not get a and chance then, to see that one in theaters, but we did finally rent it a, uh, probably a couple months ago. That was fantastic. And then you mentioned Jason Bateman. I have on my DVR and have not seen it yet. Uh, this is where I leave you. Okay. Yeah, I where the father passes away and then all the family okay. drama and the nonsense. Okay. Best, best Jason Bateman movie I've seen is Bad Words. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Have you seen that, Bo, or no? No, but I've heard about it. I'm going to uh, get that. that out. Reserve that from the library. Got it. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get that you'll get that as soon as you watch it Bo he wrote, it, he wrote it directed it and starred in it so um, it's hmm. a perfect Jason Bateman role people that don't like Jason Bateman um, like don't necessarily care for him as an right. actor 
and that they all it's just it's perfect it's well allison janney's in it that helps because she's hysterical yeah. Yeah, there you go don't look at me yeah <laughs> all right i'm on it <laughs> yeah good film all right well let's go ahead and get started with golden child because I got about 10, 15 minutes, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to bail. So. Okay. Well, I mean, we're we're on your schedule here, so you know, you're in charge. And I don't know. I mean, mine will be probably pretty short with this, I think. I, okay. But. All right. Well, The Golden Child came out on December 12th, 1986. Uh, it was rated PG-13. was directed by Michael Ritchie, who died in 2001. He also did Fletch, Bad News Bears, and Fletch Lives. Uh, produced by Edward Feldman, who did The Truman Show, Witness, 101 Dalmatians, and Explorers. Uh, also Feldman. produced... What's that? Feldman. Feldman. Uh, Robert Wax, I think that's how you say it, uh, died in 2013. Um, he did pretty much everything Eddie Murphy ever did. Uh, he did Delirious and Raw. He was a producer for those. Uh, he was a producer for Beverly Hills Cop and Coming to America. Writers on this one, another Feldman, Dennis Feldman. Uh, he wrote the Species movies and a movie called Just One of the Guys. Music was done by, music originally was done by John Barry, but because of creative differences, um, they kept some of his cues in the movie, but it was taken over by Michael Colombier, who died in 2004. He also did the music for The Money Pit, Purple Rain, and Barbed Wire. So apparently don't work on this movie because most of the people seem to be dead. Yeah, no, don't do it. Um, let's see, there's a couple of other... Yeah, there's maybe another actor that died too. So, yeah, don't wow. don't work on this one. Don't work on this one, and don't work on. Um, shoot, what was the other one? There was one where like almost the entire cast was dead. Was it Delta Force? Uh, sounds right because it was remember. one I wasn't I, here for, but I remember seeing in the notes. Okay, yeah, I got to go back and look. There was one where like everybody was dead. So whatever you do, don't work on that movie. <laughs> All right. So the budget for this one was twenty-five million. The box office was seventy-nine point eight million. So it made back. It's money plus a little bit more. Did itself all right. Did fine. Which is surprising, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so J.L. Reet, I think that's how you say the name, uh, played the Golden Child, and this is J.L. Reet's only, uh, the only one I could find, uh, only credit was for the Golden Child. Um, I almost said him, because in the movie it's a him, but actually J.L. Reet is a, a girl, a woman now. Um, and was at the time, too, not that she made changes. Mm. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Was, yes. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy played Chandler Gerald. He has been in a whole bunch of things. 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America, Saturday Night Live, Nutty Professor, Shrek, all that stuff. Uh, Charles Dance played Sardo Numspa. He was in The Imitation Game, Alien 3, and Game of Thrones. Charlotte Lewis played Key Nang, uh, was in Dial Help, Storyville, and Men of War. Victor Wong, who died in 2001, was the old man. He was in Big Trouble in Little China, The Last Emperor, and Seven Years in Tibet. Randall Tex Cobb uh, played Till. He was in Liar Liar, Raising Arizona, Ace Ventura, and Ernest Goes to Jail. James <laughs> Hong played Dr. Hong. He was in Blade Runner, Mulan, Kung Fu Panda, Big Trouble in Little China. And Peter Welker played the voice of The Thing. Uh, he was in Smurfs, Real Ghostbusters, Transformers, Scooby-Doo, and every other cartoon that we ever watched in our childhood. Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave this one a 26%. Audience gave it a 47%. Uh, Ebert gave this one three stars, and he liked this one. And Siskel gave this one a thumbs down. Uh, he said in his review that he wished there were fewer special effects and more of Eddie Murphy talking. Uh, Cinema score, people that were polled as they were leaving the theater gave this one a B. Um, awards for this one, it was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Fantasy Film. It was also nominated for Young Artist Award for Best Young Actress in a Motion Picture for J.L. Reed. Um, although she didn't say a whole lot, but it was, I guess, just the eyes. Uh, Chandler Gerald is on the trail of a missing child when he finds himself entangled in a centuries-old battle between good and evil. Will he accept the mantle of the Chosen One in time to save humanity and the woman he loves? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. All right, here's the trailer. We'll listen to the trailer, and we'll be back in just a minute. Eddie Murphy is back, but this time, he's looking for a missing child, a golden child. This child is special, Mr. Giraud. His destiny is to save the world. And it's your destiny to seek some serious psychiatric help. Okay, may I ask you boys a couple of questions? By the time he finds you, it will be too late. <coughs> hey, 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 in my pocket? 
It's a whole thing of tick taxes. Take as many as you like, please. I could destroy you just like that. Just like that. You're wonderful. Nobody be alarmed. I'm Ma'am Chandler, General American, stolen artifacts, founders of America. He's irresponsible. A bed. Is that a bed? He's a careless, thoughtless, undisciplined fool. I should be punished. I should be purged. I should be flogged. You are the chosen one. You will find a child. Well, I do my best. <laughs> I'm still afraid of the dark, too. <laughs> I really don't like your attitude. You know, this is a nice jacket. It's a Morris Day feel, and it looks good on you. And the boots, smoking. He's got a firm grip on reality. Where he's going, he'll need it. How'd you do that? What was that with the flip? You must carry this glass of water without spilling a drop. Who are you, Monty Hall now? This is a piece of cake! Eddie Murphy is the chosen one. Well, how many people have survived this test? None. None! The golden child. None! Alrighty, so uh, some of the background that I got for this one, I already mentioned the first one, that the, the person who plays the golden child was actually a girl the whole time. Um, originally, this was supposed to be a serious drama uh, adventure movie, and Mel Gibson was going to be the main actor. Um, but when Mel Gibson decided to turn the film down, uh, Eddie Murphy jumped in, and they rewrote it as a kind of action comedy drama type thing. Um, uh, let's see, a couple other things. John Carpenter was originally offered the job as director of this. Uh, he did turn it down and ultimately went on to um, do the the alternate take on this movie, Big Trouble in Little China. He did direct that one. Uh, Eddie Murphy wanted George Miller, who did the Mad Max movies, to direct this one. Um, so he tried to get George Miller to do it, but apparently he kept George Miller waiting for four hours in a meeting, and George Miller said, no, forget it, I'm not directing this movie. And so he left, and he didn't do it. Uh, let's see, what else I got in this one? Uh, Alan Silvestri was originally going to do the score, but then when... Uh, um, I guess they met and decided not to do it, and so then they asked John Barry, and after John Barry had some creative differences, they kind of got him out and, and brought in Michael Colombier. Um, let's see. There are actually a couple of times where he does spill water in the scene where he's not supposed to spill water, but we can kind of let that go because it's all right. Um, you wouldn't have noticed that until you had Blu-ray anyway. Uh, I think that's all I got for background on this one. So let me jump right into it. Um, this I'll, I'll go ahead and, and kind of start off here. I This is the first time I'd ever seen this. So I had not seen The Golden Child before watching it for our podcast. Um, I've wow. watched, and I know we're going to make a whole bunch like, of comparisons. What? Before we go too far with it, have the, had the other two guys, have you, had you seen it before? Yes. Pat, had you seen it? Hey, guys. Um, okay. You know what? I had not. In fact, I didn't even know anything about this until I pulled up Golden Child and it was like, oh, this movie has Eddie Murphy in it. Wow. Like, <laughs> So, okay, Dennis, I have one. What is, is there one, what is the one thing you remembered from this movie seeing it a long time ago? I, was... I, I have one thing that was indelible in my mind. And when I saw this on the list, I was like, oh God, I haven't seen that in years. And I had one scene in my head, and I'm, I'm curious if it sticks with anyone else like it's always stuck with me. I'm trying to think if one scene stuck with me back then. I mean, I remember the was parrot. Was it being tied up with toilet paper? I saw it when I was pretty young because this scene honestly freaked me out, and it kept me away okay. from this movie for a while. Oh, I was going to ask if it was the being tied up with toilet paper. No, that's awesome. Okay. I remember the parrot. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure what's a lot of I just remember Eddie Murphy being in it. I remember liking it back as a kid, but I, there was no probably scene that was like, oh, I remember that scene so much. It was, a lot of it, it felt pretty new when I watched it. Total minor thing, but it made my skin crawl back then. And when I saw it on the list, I was like, oh, God, I haven't seen that movie in years. The Oatmeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still to this day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You eat oatmeal? Sorry, John, I didn't mean... Didn't mean to sidetrack. I just had to ask if anyone else had that. Just no, and, and I still eat oatmeal. I mean, I haven't eaten it since watching the movie, but no, it'll be hard next time. Yeah, 
John, did you see this movie before you say, or no, you didn't? No, I hadn't. This was the first time I'd ever seen it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, I and I know there's going to be a lot of comparisons because they're very, very similar movies. But I've I've seen Big Trouble in Little China yeah. tons of times. And I, and I and and having seen them both again, because um, I don't know if you've asked that as a question or not, but uh, seeing seeing them both again, or well, you've never saw the first. Okay, you never saw that one before. Yeah. Seeing the two movies recently, even though you just saw this one the first time, which did you like better? Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Big Trouble. Well, I, we're not talking about Big Trouble in Little China tonight, right? No, we're not. Okay. okay. I, I, okay. All right. I for some reason I think I and I get maybe it was the mood that I just recently saw Big Trouble in Little China in. Um, it wasn't like you know I felt like I was kind of just not in that mood. Maybe forcing myself through that one a little bit. I enjoyed this one a little bit more. I think I think Eddie Murphy was good. I just. I think Eddie Murphy was good for this this one. I well, I think I think the difference between... had a little bit more of a sweetness coming off of like some of the harder stuff. There was mm -hmm. definitely like the good guy Eddie Murphy, and I think um, that part of it was. I, I think that just came across well. Um, I, there's a lot of great lines in it that made me I, that I just liked. I mean, just good delivery, and they weren't like so inappropriate where you know you couldn't let necessarily kids see it. So it was a good. I I, I liked it. I haven't seen Big Trouble in a very long time. I haven't rewatched it in a while. Yeah. But I definitely could see the I could see the allure of this because of Eddie Murphy. Okay. Because he's just yeah. so fun. Like yeah. he wants he's just having a good time. He's, you know, whether it's on purpose or not, but he's, you know, high off of Beverly Hills Cop. He's yeah, I'm gonna make a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's go. Okay, and and I'll I'll read I'll go right to my like one of my favorite quotes too though, and this sums up I think the movie for me and the whole Eddie Murphy piece is it's when Key you know the old guy in Key and I'm gonna read it directly off the uh, the IMDb because I couldn't verbatim memorize it, but it was the Gampa I have ruined myself with American. He is a fool, and then the old man says, but he is brave, and he goes, he is irresponsible, but he is generous. He thinks of nothing but protecting his own feelings, and then he says, but if you touch his heart, there's nothing he wouldn't do for you. He believes in nothing. Yet still, he does what is right. He is callous, thoughtless, undisciplined fool. Then they chuckle, and he says, yes, I, too, like him very much. It's very hard not to do. Mm -hmm. Bam. There's my review of the movie. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that was a perfect quote for, like, and he did that character. He did that character so well. Um, so it was interesting when you saw Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson wouldn't have the exact delivery, but Mel Gibson back then had Lethal Weapon, a little of that as well, where you felt kind of for him, but he had those little, you know, kind of smarty comments and stuff. Yeah. And but you knew underneath it all, he was kind of like the good, kind of messed up guy. But he was messed up, but he was good. So I, I think this one uh, was the way it was either rewritten then um, for Eddie Murphy. How much was ad lived? How much was added on because of him? Uh, I think it was just just a good role for it. And again, I think Little Big Trouble in Little China. I remembered more of that from seeing it as a kid. So when I saw it again, I felt like it was a little bit more of a let slight letdown, not major, but slight. I liked it still, but it was a little bit less. This one I had not remembered so much from this seeing it a long time ago. That when I saw it again, I think it was just a better, fresher movie for me. Again, it all depends on the mood you watch a movie in, too. So, yeah, you know, sometimes mm. you just want that movie and it's just a perfect good movie at that time. Yeah, this one, and having not seen this one before, I think for this one, because I knew right away when I started watching this, I'm like, okay, the, the, I'm, I'm going to make, in my head, I'm going to naturally make comparisons between this and Big Trouble in Little China. Um, and then to find out that some of the actors, you know, had been in both movies as well. But I think one of the things when I, in my head, was comparing these two was I liked the character of, I liked Chandler Gerald, I liked Eddie Murphy's character better. But the story, I thought, was, was a lot weaker than Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know if that has to do with them having to rewrite it since it, they were kind of switching it from drama to comedy or I don't know what, but I, it, Big Trouble in Little China just seems to have a stronger story to me. Yeah. There are times where this one kind of, it, it seemed like, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and if it's one you've seen over and over and over again, sometimes you, you, you kind of know what's coming. So you wanted to just, you know, get on and get with it. And this one, I don't usually have that feeling, but there were times where I felt this movie was kind of dragging on just a little bit. And maybe it was because um, Eddie Murphy was a little bit more subdued. I mean, the last thing I saw him in was when we rewatched Beverly Hills Cop um, a little while back. And so I'd you know, compare that where he's like high energy Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy with this movie. And he's much more. I mean, there are whole scenes where he doesn't say anything. And that was Gene Siskel's 
big problem with this movie was he said, I wanted to see less special, special effects and less other stuff. I wanted to hear more. I like make Eddie Murphy talk more. That's what I want to see when I go see an Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah. So, but I think overall, I like this one. Um, you know, would I necessarily, if somebody said, we want you to go back and, and, you know, rewatch one of these two movies, if it's uh, big trouble in little China or this one, I, I probably am not going to choose this one again. Um, yeah. you know, but I saw it once. I liked it, and I thought the special effects were pretty good. I think for the time, they were too bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. Pat, what did you think? Was this you said this was your first time watching it too? This is my first time, and I'm going to jump in on the uh, uh, the Big Trouble in Little China thing. Um, I got to be honest, guys. I'm like Big Trouble in Little China. I'm like commando levels of excited <laughs> for that movie. The only difference between that uh, Big Trouble in Little China and Commando for me was that I actually saw Big Trouble in Little China when I was 12 or something. So I have had, you know, between when I was 12 to now, I've had like three or four years to just get more and more excited about Big Trouble in Little China. So I I didn't, um, but you know, it's funny. I didn't quite see a correlation other than, you know, the old man in Big Trouble in Little China is the same as the um, old man, you know, it's the same actor. And I kind of missed the little uh, intro. Were there more crossovers between the movie, like actors and so forth? Or was that just kind of a parallel that we were drawing because the two movies? I think it's the themes. I think it's the whole, the mystical good versus evil. The Gotcha. Okay. Uh, there were a couple. There was the old man you know. that was there, and Dr. Hong was also in Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hong. Okay. And which, oh, okay, which, wait, which one was Dr. Hong? Uh, Dr. Hong was the, um, he was the one that was in that, uh, in that room with like the half dragon lady. Okay. And you know who else? There was three, there were three because one of the bad guys that he ended up chasing down and catching one, like one of the, not the, the big boss, but kind of the next boss down. Yeah. That guy actually played the, um, the, um, in big trouble in little China, he played one of the three guys that was, was on, um, the bad guy side, you remember that? The guy that rode the lightning, like the evil Raiden character? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that guy was in. Okay, so anyways, I digress. As far as this movie, for me, it was like a complete, I, I knew nothing about this movie other than, oh, wow, Eddie Murphy's on the little thingamabopper when I pulled it up on Amazon Prime. Oh, this must be an Eddie Mur- Murphy movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, um, and, and the thing that, that hit me about it, I hear what it was just how much fun it was watching Eddie Murphy. And I hear everybody saying that. I thought, you know, okay, this is cool. It's kind of, you know, an adventure thing. There's some martial arts in there. There's some, there, there's some uh, fantasy kind of, you know, action and stuff. And, and that's cool. The story was pretty cool. Um, there were the bumbling bad guys. There was, yeah, I, I really dug it all. The thing that made the movie, though, was, was Eddie Murphy. And just what I thought was funny is there, no matter how much, like crazy fantasy, like stuff was coming at him. He was still, he still was Eddie Murphy. He was almost like Axel Foley transplanted into this movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, even down, I think his laugh a couple of times was the same. Yeah. And I I think it was, I, I, I did see something. I was, I was curious, like when I go back and I look at it, I go, I just wonder what other people bought it as well. And, and Ebert Siskel, I didn't read a lot of what Siskel did, but I did read parts of what Ebert liked about it. And Ebert summed it up saying it was silly, but he talked about the laugh at one point. And he said that what he liked about the laugh was in the other movie that you're mentioning, like the other ones, the laugh was kind of like as a weapon against other people. Like he was kind of always like a little bit like making, and here it's more like a genuine fun laugh because he was laughing type of thing where yeah. it wasn't done like in a mean way or a, kind of, you know, like mocking somebody away. It was just done more in a, like Eddie Murphy kind of enjoying himself type of way. And, yeah. and I, and I think that that was pretty accurate when he, when he said that, I was thinking of that yeah. too. Like it didn't have that same Axel Foley sort of just kind of bite to it. Like yeah. everything he was doing was really kind of more, and he had some smart ass, you know, kind of comments in here, but they weren't, it was, there was just a different innocence to it, I think. Yeah. And I'll, I'll wrap up by saying, you know, I know the discussion over uh, Beverly Hills cop, we kind of got into a thing of, well, can Eddie Murphy carry a movie? Yeah. That, and that discussion rapidly went into the abstract. But I'll bring it back and say within like 10 minutes of watching this movie, in my mind, the first thing I thought was, well, that kind of puts that argument to bed. Because honestly, I was thinking without Eddie Murphy, the story is kind yeah. of vanilla. No no, no rip. If you like fantasy stuff, it's cool. Um, but the action i mean it was like really what made this movie enjoyable was eddie murphy and just yeah. 
so I, you know, that that was kind of my initial take on it. But yeah, it was a fun movie, and like I said, it was just great watching watching uh, a master at work, watching Eddie Murphy do his thing. Yeah, I, and that's that's how I would sum it up too. Fun, silly. It's not going to be some Oscar-winning movie, you know. But it, it was just fun, and, and the big key ingredient here, you know, when you ask, you know, we ask like, what do we like about the uh, the Batman, Superman? And it was like we couldn't come up with it. You ask me, and it's pretty simple. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So that, that carried enough to me to give it like a, you know, a three out of four or five stars or whatever. And, you know, and it's a, it's not, again, something I would watch all the time. And I would, wouldn't go get it again right now. If it was on TV, I'd probably watch 15, 20 minutes of it, um, depending where it's at, and watch some parts and then probably turn to something else. But I wouldn't turn it off initially, you know, so, but I wouldn't stay with it for the whole movie necessarily. It was just, it was a, it is what it was, you know? Yeah. So. Now, do you guys have a favorite scene and a favorite quote? Now, uh, Dennis, you kind of already gave yours. I kind of said, well, the quote I gave, you know, the stuff with the bird and stuff, you know, the the, par- uh, the what you call it, the, um, the, uh, the parakeet part with the, the bird. But then a lot, was, a lot was just the lines and stuff here and there. And yeah. you know, the one about pure as the water and, you know, hey, this water ain't really pure and neither are you. Know, neither they're just little, little fun things along the way. We're fine. Yeah. I like seeing Randall said Jackson did, have a movie too. But. Well, you said it was Eddie Murphy. Makes I'm always like, where did Randall Tex Cobb go? It made me actually look up what happened to him. Like what, you know. <laughs> I, you know I did like the one. Uh, she's over 300 years old. Yeah, well, how did you manage something like that? Well, one of her ancestors was raped by a dragon. Does that happen a lot where you come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's standing, he's got the knife. He's like, ha. I got the knife. <laughs> now turn on the damn lights. Yeah, that's right. I did what that's you told right. me to do. Turn on the lights. Rod Serling reference. I like that. I did like that uh-huh. one. Uh, there were a couple of references in here that I thought kind of dated the movie a little bit because, like, you know, anybody watching this now, if they're you know of a certain age, yeah. younger than we are, they're not going to know half the references he's making. Mm. Yeah. It definitely is. I don't want to call it a period piece, but yeah, kind of. Yeah. You got to have yeah. some of that reference in your head. It was fun to see a younger um, Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. Yes. Numsy. Only a man yes. whose heart, only a man whose heart is pure, can wield the knife, and only a man whose ass is narrow can get down these steps. <laughs> and if mine is such an ass, then I shall have. Well, it. I shall have it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Anyway, but yeah. My dear sweet brother Numsy. Numsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I must have been purged. I must be punished. I Yeah. Yeah. When he's showing uh, up with the, when he shows up for the with the cops in the airport and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You, uh, know, thank now, you guys question. If you would have seen if you would have seen this movie before Big Trouble in Little China, do you think that has a factor on which one you like? Because you kind of referred to, oh, it felt like I'm watching Big Trouble in Little China a little bit. If you had seen mm. this one first. Would you have maybe had a different opinion? I'm just curious on that. Who are you asking? I'll, anybody who liked Big Trouble, because I think you three kind of like favor Big Trouble. Oh. This I was going now, to favor that. I one. will say I haven't rewatched Big Trouble lately, so I'll be I'll think about that when I'm watching it this time because that's interesting. Yeah. Well, and it's been I guess, a while since I've seen it, so I might. Hmm, yeah, okay. I guess Mainly the one because, thing because the second movie that you've seen is this one, so this one feels like you said, John, right. you're comparing it to Big Trouble in Little right. China. Where if you had seen Big Trouble in Little China afterwards, you would find yourself comparing it and going, "Hey, this is kind of just like that Golden Child movie." Well, and that, and that may be the problem. I wonder if that's a factor. That may be the problem this movie has because this movie came out. Big Trouble was a summer release, and this one came out in December. So yeah. this one came out about five or six months after Big Trouble in Little China did. So maybe that's yeah. why you know historically it, you know, it's it's not seen as 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 quite a favorable light as Big Trouble. But it still also did pretty well at the box office, which again I think is the testament to Eddie Murphy's popularity at the time as well. So. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm gonna have to bail because I have to be somewhere at eight, so it's okay. five two. But all right. Uh, so yeah, you guys have a good rest of uh, your your podcast. I'll catch in and just if uh, if you you know if you have a moment of silence, just say something uh, really stupid to fill in for me, and then we're good. Okay. All right, man. There we go. There's a positive. <laughs> good to see you, Dennis. All righty. Yep. Take care, guys. See yep. I'll say something stupid. Go Sox. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
Wait, are we, are we talking now or what? Okay. No, you got to go. See ya. Cincinnati? Seriously, Cincinnati? <laughs> no, you, you got to go. Siri, see ya. Cincinnati? <laughs> How do you lose the Cincinnati? Get out of here. Hey. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis just canceled his appointment. He's he's sitting in for the next conversation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We can <laughs> lose hey, the really Cincinnati. Hey, he gets swept. The only team that Cincinnati has swept all year, and it's the Cubs. They're not fine. swept, uh, won the series. This is the first series Cincinnati has won all year. You know what? We could get swept by Cincinnati all year and still be doing better than everybody else. Well, it doesn't mean anything if you're not there at the end of the, you know, Atlanta, what, made it to the playoffs 14 times, won one championship? Mm-hmm. Got to win year. the whole thing. This 2005, baby. Yep, this is the year. <laughs> it was like uh, 11 years ago. You're still riding that high? <laughs> Well, it's so easy when it's in this century. <laughs> Fair point. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis right. is like the guy that still wears his high school Letterman jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right. See you later. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Oh. So anyway. All right. I, um... How can you not love the? How can you not love the Eddie Murphy walking up behind the guy looking at the porno? <laughs> yeah. Butt but Pie. I know. Butt Pie is a sequel to the best-selling Butt Cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's just those classic Eddie Murphy moments. You're like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. You know what? And to the earlier point of um, – to the earlier point of which one, and I, I have a hard time comparing movies like that because, I mean, I don't want to put any knocks on this one, but as far as comparing this to Big Trouble in Little China, I really don't think it would have mattered for me because I, I really didn't see much of a correlation between the two. I mean, for me, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I see the crossover now that you guys pointed out, but that wasn't the first thing that I thought of when I saw this was, oh, wow, this is another Big Trouble in Little China. And I I, I think if you if you took Eddie Murphy out of the mix – I think this movie would collapse pretty quickly. Oh, I think yeah. it would it would it would kind of become another, um, you know, um, what am I trying to say? What's that like a Red Sonia kind of thing? It mm-hmm. would just get, well, you know, it would be quirky. It would be fun, but I, you know, you wouldn't really have it. Wouldn't be in the ballpark. Whereas with Big Trouble in Little China, we'll talk about this more the next time. But you could take one. You could take Kurt Russell out. And put someone else in, and mm-hmm. and I don't think the movie would collapse. Right. Um. You you know you just because, and I think John, you said the story was a little bit stronger. Um. You know there was more to watch, whether it was the you know the bigger martial arts sequences, or the monsters, you know, or the magic, or the laser beams, or the humor. Um. I I think there was just a little bit more to the movie to kind of latch on to. Yeah. I wonder so. if some of that has to do with the director too, because you know, this director did Fletch and I think we kind of talked about this mm-hmm. when we, when we talked about mm-hmm. Fletch and it was, they kind of just let Chevy Chase go and he, you know, Chevy Chase ran that entire movie. Same thing with this. I mean, it, it, like you said, if you don't have Eddie Murphy, you don't really have a movie. Whereas I would have been really curious to see if John Carpenter had done this, um, you know, even though he went on to do, Big Trouble Little China later, or even if George Miller had done this, we were, I think, Pat, this was right as you were coming in. Um, mm-hmm. One of the other people that was originally slated to direct this movie was George Miller, the guy that did all of the Mad Max movies. Okay. So I don't know. I, if you, maybe if you have a stronger director, this is, this is a, a movie that could survive beyond its, beyond its star. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, I just that in in and I didn't mean to compare the two, but when I started watching it, that was the first thing that kind of jumped in my mind was, oh, this is a lot like Big Trouble in Little China because I saw it as like the it's got the Eastern mysticism, it's got the supernatural mm-hmm. stuff going on. It's you know somebody's getting kidnapped because they've got to be sacrificed for you know evil to come to Earth, and I, it, to me it was just there was very very similar stuff, and it's kind of like those years where it, it made me think of these two movies as the years where you have like. Um, you know, Tombstone, was it Tombstone and Unforgiven that came out in the same year? Yes. There's always a year where it's like, you know, there's the two big westerns, or there's the two big um, or, uh, journalistic uh, uh, investigation Val movies. Kilmer, or... 
the Val Kilmer and the Gary Sinise Mars movies both come out yes. within six weeks yeah. of each other, you know? Yeah, Mission to yeah. Mars and Red Planet, I think, were the two movies. Ooh, well done. There we go. Yeah, it, it seems like to me every every year there's always like a couple of movies that are very clearly competing with each other. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt about this one. Um was that it was it was kind of like that, even though they came out at two very different ends of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of felt like it's, oh, okay, so 86 was the year of the Eastern mysticism movies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, go ahead, interesting that It's interesting that they did that, because you, if you're the one that comes out second, or do you sit there and go, and, and maybe you don't in 1986, but I think today, if you're the second one, I think you sit on it. I think you wait a year. Yeah. Because you don't want to be in that competition come well, come the box office. Oh, we've already seen this Eastern mysticism nonsense. We'll do it next. Hey, you know? Let me let me ask you a question though. Hmm. If would you have suggested that to the makers of Captain America: Civil War? Because Batman vs Superman came out, said, "Oh, you guys don't want to be the second one. You better wait a year." And, mm. and no, because I, I, I think you, that's a I think that's a series that, of movies. <laughs> Well, it, I was just going to say, at that point, you take there's two things you take into account that you don't have to deal with here. One is the already existing Marvel Universe and that Captain America release is part of a wider world. Marvel's a big old freight train that nobody's stopping. That, okay. The other thing is, if I knew then what I know now about Batman, I'd say, oh, go for it, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which well, I'm, I'm going to jump no. in here. I'm going to jump in here real quick. What I'm hearing is the extended cut that they've released, the one that's R-rated, um, from some people that did not like the original cut of the movie, they've said the extended cut makes it a much better movie. Oh, well, it can't help well, it. Right, it can't get any worse. So, um, <laughs> well, I'd be, I'm curious I'd be to interested see it. to watch that. Well, then let me... Yeah, let me, me too. Let me, pose, let me pose another question. Um, I, I have not seen it yet, but I've heard that X-Men Apocalypse was not... I heard it was not great. Oh, okay. I was going to say mediocre, and I thought yeah. I was being mean. I've heard that it was mediocre. Yeah, I was going to say I saw it. It was not fantastic, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, I wanted to see it, didn't get a chance to. I mean, I've seen all the X-Men movies, and I, I even liked the ones. I liked X-Men 3, and a lot of people didn't like that one. Well, so. let me then let me ask this. They're both Marvel now, and mm-hmm. you mentioned that it was the Marvel freight train. So if X-Men Apocalypse had come out first, would it have done better than Captain America Civil War? No. No, because the X-Men movies are still... X-Men's a little different. Yes, they're both Marvel, but X-Men is kind of run by... um, Is it Fox still doing the X-Men movies? Yeah, but now they're doing some sort of weird partnership, and that's, I think, the X-Men movies' problem, is they don't know where they live, and and they, they... I don't even... They're like the stepchild to the Marvel movies. Yeah, and what's weird about them, for better or worse, is they've they rebooted themselves in the middle of a reboot by right. mm-hmm. going with this future past thing and going right. young and and my brother loves the new stuff, but he gets where it's all coming from already. But he cheats. He has mm-hmm. so much of the source material in his head already. Oh yeah, I've read some. But of to those. him, that to him, it's not new. Like. Right. I have trouble with some of the newer ones because I'll look at him and go, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Something about this doesn't make sense. And, and he just looks at me and goes, yeah, but if you know this and you accept this and then... It all just works. They've made it yeah. harder. Yeah, they've made it harder than it needs to be with the yeah. most recent X-Men movies. And I think that's my big problem with them. Gotcha. Yeah, I think well, I, I agree with the big with the um, the Golden Child stuff. I think I agree with you guys that if you didn't have Eddie Murphy, this movie definitely definitely suffers. Yeah, because you, you don't have a movie. Well, it's like it. you said, it was originally a drama for Mel Gibson, and right. they had to have rewrote it, looking at Eddie Murphy, saying, "Okay, we got Eddie now. This is a different movie." Right, and I think because of that, you don't to to your point about well, do you wait? Do you sit on it for a while? You're you've got Eddie Murphy at the height of his popularity. I don't think you sit on that. That that's a very good point. You you are coming right off Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how prevalent upcoming movie information was in '86. I was right. five years old. I wasn't paying attention. 
but people are probably already know he's making Beverly Hills Cop 2. This right. is the thing. You're just capitalizing on Eddie at that point. Yeah. Well, and, and that was, and I kind of sidetracked us to asking about the, the, the Marvel and the X-Men and the whole thing. But that's where I say, I don't know if, if Golden Child had come out first. I don't think that would change my opinion. I mean, I mean, sure, there's a thing where you don't want to directly compete or it just is a matter of, you know, you're going to be competing for someone's dollar. You got to make the absolute best movie that you can. Right. Now, I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Golden Child people didn't, but maybe they put their best foot forward and... You know, uh, uh, um, Big Trouble in Little China put their best foot forward, and that that seemed to be, aside from Eddie Murphy, that and it, it pains me to say it because I don't like to take anything down, but that seemed to be the for me was the superior movie, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if if it was a matter of where it came out in the year, and I think I came in in the middle of when this was being discussed, but it would have been interesting to see what it was look what it was supposed to look like with Mel Gibson, yeah. because if if how about it. Unless it was, well, did it? Did we? Did we say? I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth. Did we already talk about? Was it heavily rewritten or not heavily? Or do we know? Or it was it kind of partially rewritten. I don't know. They didn't really say how much of it, but they, they. I think they added. They kept the serious parts, and then they added. They added more comedy. For I think the version. telling the the telling thing is in the background. You came. You had John, where they say that the the one director they wanted quit or didn't sign on to the picture because Eddie made him wait for four hours. Right. So Eddie was in a driver's seat position where he was auditioning. He was auditioning. Directors. He, yeah. It wasn't the producers. It wasn't the, you know, and he big dogged this guy and the guy said, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really telling. They were obviously, this was an Eddie vehicle. Eddie was in the yeah. driver's seat and he could do what he wanted. Big right? Eddie in little China. Much like Fletch was a Chevy chase vehicle. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You and know, they got a director who would let that happen, is what right. it sounds like. And that's where... And this happened to yeah. be the same director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that's where, I mean, that's if you put Mel Gibson into this, I think there, for that, even with, with, with Mel Gibson, there, I think there would have had to have been a lot more movie there or put there to have it compared to Big Trouble in Little China. I, yeah. You know, it's going to be hard for me to put my finger on exact things because we don't know what it would specifically have looked like with Mel Gibson, but I, I just, beyond a vehicle for Eddie Murphy, I just don't know how much was there with that. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, do we have any final thoughts on the golden child? Much better than I remembered it being mostly because the only thing I could focus on in my head was the bloody oatmeal, which still (laughs) creeps me out to this day. Oh, Oh, You know what we did? We we had we had breakfast together when we did the Breakfast Club podcast. I feel like one Mm -hmm. of these times we need to have breakfast together again, and I will bring you like some oatmeal with some like your raspberry jam in the middle of it. Oh Oh, no! You know what you need to do? You need to get that Hershey's cherry syrup. Oh yeah. that's what that. That's what that. That's what that crap looked like when when he was like. Yeah, Bo, I'm I'm gonna come over. I'm gonna come over to your house one day, and you're gonna you're gonna wake up in the morning, and I'm just gonna be standing there with a bowl of oatmeal and and the the Hershey's cherry syrup in there. Oh, the sick thing is, if you set that up with Donna, she'd probably let it happen. Okay, I'll give her a call. I'm surprised you're just not creeped out by the fact that I'm standing there when you wake up in the morning. Oh, come on. On the level of things you could do that were creepy, is that really supposed to be high on the list? Well, that's true. You've known me for a while. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, do we have actually coming up? Well, and coming up next week, we have Big Trouble in Little China. So, is there any one thing, any one thing in particular? If somebody has not, if if somebody's listening to this, you know, one of our listeners that's in Ireland or Russia or somewhere, um, if they're listening to this and they have not seen Big Trouble in Little China, is there one thing in particular that you want to tell them before they go into watching that movie? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what we can do is Pat doesn't even need to show up for the next episode of the podcast. There, we'll just take every comment he made for Commando and we'll and copy, copy and paste it, it into yeah. the Big Trouble in Little China podcast. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I remember enjoying it. I'm excited to see it again, and don't let our comparisons of these two movies stop you from seeing the other one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, with this one, I enjoyed it. Like, I wouldn't, 
even though I make a lot of comparisons to the to Big Trouble in Little China, I still enjoy this movie. I would still tell somebody if you you know if you could only pick one, that I might say pick Big Trouble. If you if you've got you know a couple hours, three hours on your hands, and you want to find a couple of movies to go watch, then I would say Golden Child. Yeah, I'd still go see it. I'd recommend seeing it. Um, you know, I just happen to prefer Big Trouble in Little China over it, but it's still a good movie. Still, Eddie Murphy's still funny in it. Yeah. Um, so, so Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, Kurt Russell is like exactly, you know, he can play a lot of different characters and all that, but if you want him to play to his strengths, that is like Kurt Russell in this movie. Like he, I mean, he just brings it to me for, for that, for his main character. Um, I would say that was, that's the, the thing beyond awesome. You know, my initial reaction, I would say that's my second reaction is Kurt Russell just brings it in that movie. The one thing I just thought of it now, the, the one thing that I'm, I'm had been wanting to go take a look at before we were doing Big Trouble in Little China, and I don't think I will, is they, several months ago, it might have even been a year ago now, they started a Big Trouble in Little China comic book. Um, no way. With like other, awesome. other stories, same characters, but like other stories where it kind of follows, mm-hmm. uh, follows the characters. But um, it, from what I've heard, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. But That's cool. So if you're cool. interested in these movies, then anybody, can, anybody listening can go check that out too. When you're sitting there in the elevator and she's just like, wait, you, all you have is a knife? There's hundreds of them. All you have is a... That's okay. I drank something. I can see things people can't see, hear things people can't hear. Why are you dressed like that? I just okay. See, the quotes are starting already. Oh my god! What he said, just that's exciting. You're getting a week. You're getting a week ahead of yourself. Five by five. I'm on, and he just does those. I whenever I'm on long road trips, I'll sit there and just start doing like making up my own Jack Burton monologues. I'm driving down the road. That truck better get out of my way. How often do you feel like that? You're just driving down the road because you know. Oh man. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. We'll just we're gonna let you run Nothing the show next week. Sorry about. We're just gonna let you go. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We're just gonna next week. All I'm gonna do. There's not gonna be any intro. There's not gonna be anything else. Next week, we're just gonna come on. We're gonna play the music. We're gonna let it go to inner world. That whole thing, and then we're just gonna say, "Big trouble in Little China." Pat, go. Awesome. And then we're just gonna let him go. There, there it is. That'll oh. be the whole thing. Oh. All right. No, I, I don't think I'll need to do any editing at all. It'll be fine. Okay, it should be good. I would agree. I would agree with that. All right. So. All right. Well, as you can already tell, next time we're going to be taking a look at Big Trouble in Little China. So come on back for that one. If you have not seen it, uh, go take a go take a watch and um, come on back. I believe it's still up on Netflix. I think so. Okay. At the time we're recording this, which is um, you know kind of the early July, uh, it is still up on Netflix. Golden Child was not. They it was up on Netflix back in June and they took it down. Um, it's on Amazon. I don't know how many people have that. Okay. Damn. All right. I'm sorry to interrupt. Him. No, no, no. Um, so, Big Trouble in Little China. It's on. It may even be on like HBO Go or HBO Now, one of those things. Um, I think it's still on. Uh, still on Netflix. You said it's on Amazon. Um, I don't know. I know Golden Child was is on Amazon. If anyone wants to catch okay. it after our podcast. Um, but let me. But I'm not sure about. Um, okay. Trouble. There's... I'm checking my I'm checking my go-to source. Can I stream it? Dot com. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. I'm gonna have to check. No, no, wait. Can I stream? Dot it. Sorry. I, okay. You know, I usually use the app on my phone, so I had to check what the actual website was. Yeah. Big Trouble. Um, it is on Netflix. Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Cool. All right. So if you want to go check those out, it is. Uh, it is it. Okay. Good. Uh, so if you want to go check out Big Trouble in Little China before we talk about it, uh, that episode will be coming out next Wednesday. Um, if you want to check out The Golden Child after we've talked about it, then uh, go ahead and take a look for that one as well. Um, these are all both, you know, I think, fairly easy to find. Big Trouble, maybe a little bit more so. Uh, easy to find on DVD. I found them at my local library, so you can always head to those places and check them out. Um, but in the meantime, where can you reach us? You can reach us. Yeah, just go ahead and go to our website, 30podcast.com. And then that has all the different ways you can get a hold of us. We've got a voicemail line. We've got links where you can give us a review on iTunes. Uh, we got links where you can suggest movies for us to watch, where you can give us some feedback, uh, email us, tweet us, send smoke signals to us. Don't set your computer on fire, but, you know, other stuff you can do. Um, we are on Facebook. We're on Stitcher, Satchel Podcast Player, Google Play Podcast, iTunes, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, we're there. 
Um, so check us out there. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything else you want to be hearing that we haven't done yet. Uh, and like I said, next time we'll be back for Big Trouble in Little China. So until then, thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome, man. Thank you. So we've got, we do have Pond Far. We, what was it Pond Far? What are we? We, we were, we were Pon. Pon. And they were Buff. The good okay. half. All right. So we've got half of Buff. We have half, half the beef and, uh, and Pon. So. All right. Well, oh, no. You, <laughs> so it'll be okay. Jeff will be back soon. Oh, please, Jeff, save me from these two. <laughs> Not a chance. All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Adios. That's the man, Chandler Garrow. If he doesn't return my property, I want him arrested. Welcome home, Mr. Garrow. You have something for me. I'm sorry, Numsi. I should be punished. Everyone I have stolen from my brother, Numsi. Officer, it is your duty to take me in. Please, purge me. I'm ashamed of myself. I should be arrested. I should be purged. I should be flogged. I don't deserve to walk amongst good people. Let me have a people, word with him for But I am a, a swine. I am a wretch. I don't deserve to live like others. I... How long do you think you can keep up this miserable mask?